Hey you guys, what's up? <laughs> you already should know, it's your girl Cocaine Kisses in the building. You are here and I'm actually here. Yeah, and I say that because I wasn't supposed to be here this early, this soon, but I'm here. So um, yeah, let's just get right into it, shall we? <laughs> Top of the top, <laughs> you already should know. So, 
yeah, so I know, I'm really, I didn't expect to come back so soon, you guys, you know I love talking to you, but I really thought uh, next time I would do a segment would be somewhere around uh, Valentine's Day, and I'm quite certain I even said that on my last segment, but you know, that's the thing about planning things, right? It's a joke uh, or a saying, I should say, that if you want to make God laugh, plan something. You know what I mean? Because nothing ever really truly goes according to plan. So um, here I am. Happy to be here and happy that you are also so you know round of applause for you guys you know I love you and um yeah let's just jump into why I came in on today's segment versus pushing it back a little bit so um so much shit is going on like some of the shit that goes on <laughs> in this world I really wish we were exaggerating sometimes um uh, it's the shit that is exaggerated that we don't need and then there's the things that are not exaggerated and you're like this can't be fucking truthful so there's a lot to do with why I'm here today I just want to touch bases on some topics that just stood out like a sore thumb and I'm like no I gotta fucking talk about this shit now because it's on my mind now and you guys know how I fucking do if it's on my mental I'm getting the shit off I gotta say what I gotta say um yeah so you know that's why Co is here. So I can say what I need to say. Yeah. I know you appreciate it. And I appreciate you. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so before I just go any further, I just want to give you some um, hip hop throwback facts uh, for today. Um, it is February 10th, 2021. Shit sound crazy. 2021. Yeah. But, um, rest in peace, uh, to Jay Dilla, uh, better, you know, real name James Dwight Yancey, but you guys, uh, should know him as Jay Dilla. He passed away, uh, February 10th, 2006, um, really lost a amazing music producer, um, and also, February 10th, uh, 2004, uh, remembering when Kanye released his uh, debut album, College Dropout, which is to this day a favorite of mine. I play that very often. So shout out to um, a classic album that was released today, back in 2004. So um, yeah, just some uh, hip hop history, historical facts on today's date want to send some happy birthday shout outs to a couple of people uh so i believe you say her name yuzoa maka no one nick nika okay i tried at least give me e for effort motherfuckers this is one of my favorite actresses actresses she is um nigerian and american um you know her best for her role as suzanne um crazy eyes in uh orange is the new black and she has been um in a lot of different um films and 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 projects but notably most people would know her for that role uh so shout out to you honey today's your birthday um as well as as well as a happy birthday shout out to Yaira Shahadi. You guys should uh, know her from the role she plays as Zoe Johnson on the sitcom Blackish. And she's been on that show from uh, 2014 to presently. So shout out to her. Today is her day as well. Okay, so like I said, you guys, there were some things that I just wanted to like run my mouth about. So. Get your tea and coffee or whatever it is you do. Because, yeah, you know me. <laughs> okay. So, um, I really want to bring some attention to uh, 
ASCAPs, uh, initiatives that they have been uh, bringing to the forefront. So basically I'm speaking about the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. So that's the ASCAP, ASCAP, you know, their performance rights organization. So um, it's been stated that, you know, The American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers are noted for fighting on behalf of their artists. So whether it's like for their rights or their royalties, um, most artists will state that they can rely and count on getting their fair share. Um, I guess it will vary from person to person, but, you know, the... um, organization currently is paying tribute to black architects of the music industry and this would be the best time you know to actually do that considering we are in black history month so in a press release um they announced that their black history month initiatives that actually kicked off on the first of february can be found on a dedicated section of their website. So it, it actually just focuses on black change makers and music, which I think is really amazing to do, to take the time to give accreditation and um, respect and honor to African-Americans in the music industry that have been pioneers, right? So um, they're quoted with stating verbatim, ASCAP is passionate about recognizing the contributions of black songwriters and composers who have created music that has made an impact on our culture and the world, said Nicole George Dash Middleton, ASCAP Senior Vice President. So, um, shout out to her. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering probably is i'm thinking is this probably my my um my homie's aunt amber i think this is your aunt amber nicole because i that name sticks out i remember that nicole george middleton so shout out to you nicole george middleton because i think this is the same person (laughs) small world that's my homie amber's uh auntie so shout out to y'all it is it is spirit just said it is so shout out to her she's um definitely awe-inspiring in her own um element as a black woman and the things that she's doing um but yeah they're stating well specifically hers is stating that during the month of february it is their mission to shine the spotlight on ascap member pioneers innovators and icons who have changed history shaped music as we know it and given us the songs we love so much end quote So, um, it's always an honor to see people recognizing people, um, in their legacy and in their present. You know, I always feel like it's best to give people their, uh, flowers while they can still smell them type shit. Um, so this week, the, uh, performance rights organization focuses on black music pioneers. And one of the featured pioneers that they chose to focus on was sister, or is, I should say, is sister uh, Rosetta Tharp, who is noted with creating what we know to be the modern rock and roll genre. So she was like the first black artist to actually bring gospel music to the mainstream. Um, Yeah, so I know a lot of you people would like align Aretha Franklin first but this is why it's always important to like really do research and know what's what um and what's and how things are placed I guess in in um who did what when and whether they were first or whatever right but it's just good to know things and not just rely on other people to tell you do your research um so there's also um being discussed the likes of Quincy Jones, 
Duke Ellington, uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, and others as uh, black music pioneers. So all this you guys can find on their website, and I believe they'll be, you know, changing every week. So shout out to, um, again, ASCAP for their contribution to black pioneers in the music industry. Shout out again to Nicole George Middleton for the role she plays as senior vice president in this organization and the things that they do to uplift African-Americans and maintain that they get and continue to get their fair share. So yay for that. Um, Moving forward, though, um, really quick, though, before we do move forward, as many beautiful pieces that Quincy Jones has composed, I kid you not, I think, yeah, I'm quite certain of it, Austin Powers' theme song is probably my all-time favorite. Like, and if you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's my theme song in the morning. That's my theme song. So, yeah, just thought I'd let you guys know that that he actually uh, composed that. But moving forward, forward, we shall move. And uh, what I would like to call, I guess, world news, uh, Nigerian economist Ngozi Okon. Okonjo hyphen Awila. Yeah. You guys, yeah, I'm trying, okay? I'm fucking trying. But shout out to Nigeria. You know I fucks with them hard body. Um, she became the first black woman to head the World Trade Organization. Like, couldn't come at a better fucking time. So yeah, round of applause. That's fucking dope, and that's huge. Um, yeah, so, so like stated, she is the first black woman to lead the World Trade Organization. Um, South Korean candidate, Yo Myung-hee, I believe that's how you pronounce their name, dropped out the race last week. So, uh... Yo basically explained that there, uh, that the decision to step down was made after, um, you know, close quote consultation with the United States. And uh, she stated that the WTO had been without a leader for too long. So, and moving forward, now, oh, Konjo. Awila, Awila, yeah. She was a economist for 25 years and she was the uh, former fiance minister of Nigeria. So, so far she's received a lot of support already from several WTO members, including the European Union, China, Japan, and Australia. Um, it is stated that during the Trump administration, the United States was actually leaning towards favoring Mi Young Hee for the position. But as you have now been informed, uh, Yo Mi Young Hee has dropped out of the race. So, here we have Okonjo Awila stepping into resolve the many issues that exist currently um in the WTO so salute to her again you know it's 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 I'm it's, I'm always happy to see our black people step into more roles of authority and leadership especially black women um no doubt so just a little background on her really quickly. She spent her years of uh, financial experience working at the World Bank as a development economist. 
And then she basically, you know, climbed the ranks to become a managing director. So you guys, this is awesome, right? Especially during the celebration of Black History Month. Um, Shout out to Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so... Moving forward, and forward we should move, um, a very controversial article came out that I thought was important to, to cover, um, cause it's actually a very taboo subject. Um, it, it really is. I, I remember discussing this ironically about two weeks ago with a close friend of mine's when we look at. Uh, the perception of what drugs are in this country or rather the stigma associated with drugs. And and when I say drugs, I mean illegal drugs, right? Which is like, for me, always like a very hypocritical philosophy to have because we are okay with drugs as long as they come through the pharmaceutical uh, industry. But drugs that can be bought off the street is bad you know what i'm saying like i'm not really sometimes because let's just be real anything that's abused can be harmful for you so you can take fucking medication prescribed from a doctor given to you from a pharmacy and if you use that medication in an abusive manner it's gonna be fuck you know it's gonna fuck you up or fuck you over it's not gonna be a good thing right same with the drugs you buy from your neighborhood pharmacist, right? So I always felt like we as a nation, we put a very huge stigma on illegal drug use. And we rely heavily on, you know, what history has said about illegal drugs and how they can destroy you, your life, the people you love, you know, the interactions with you and other people. And and I'm not suggesting that that does not happen. Obviously the crack epidemic in the eighties and early nineties, but, uh, this timeline we're currently on could also show and prove that the same effects could easily be demonstrated in purchasing or receiving legal drugs from a motherfucking professional and licensed physician, medical doctor, when that medication is abused. You know, example, Oxycontin and, you know, Percocets and things of that sort. So I remember in grad school, this is crazy. I remember in grad school, we had to do a paper. One of the courses I took was drugs as it relates to the criminal justice system. And we broke down various forms of illegal uh, drugs. We went through uh, cocaine, crack, heroin, marijuana, opiates, uh, Percocets, and so forth and so on. And we were, you know, researching the drug as it related to the criminal justice system and the negative attributes of it. And, you know, I kind of flipped my paper and made, you know, a paper that outlined the positives on illegal drugs and certain illegal drug usages and and showed how there wasn't time when, you know, that drug was actually, you know, something that was beneficial. Got an A by the way, of course I did. But um, this article actually, and the reason why I'm bringing this to you guys' attention, this article that I read actually kind of mirrors what I had said in my paper about people who use substances and how the substance isn't always the reaction that society has told us, you know, people have or will be according to these stigmas. So this, this Columbia, listen to this shit, you guys. This is a Columbia University neuroscientist. His name is Carl Hart, okay? And he wrote a book titled Drug Use for Grownups. Chasing Liberty in the Land of Fear is a provocative manifesto for legalizing or drugs. Now, listen here. I know there's going to be people who are like, what the fuck? But again, this is the beauty of allowing people to have their own minds and, you know, see things from their own perspective. I, for one, 
believe that just because a person use uh, substances doesn't mean that they're not productive, doesn't mean they're not intelligent. Just because you use a drug of whatever choice you choose to use doesn't mean automatically you're going to be a loser. It doesn't mean automatically because you use that particular substance that you're destined for failure. And I'm kind of offended that that's been the uh, projectory that of an imagery that we have pushed out here to society because again you got people who are using uh legalized drugs that are falling in the same category that was stated if you use any illegal drugs this is what's going to happen to you i think ultimately it's not about what drugs you choose to use it's about the over abusing the abusing or the abusive usage of the drug that needs to be more focused on, not the drug itself. Um, pick your poison is, is how I look at it. I don't judge people for what they do. You don't know why a person's doing what they do and never sit there and look at what they do as they can't do more than their circumstances or they're destined to be in a particular class of demographics just because they do whatever it is they do. Case in point, this uh, neuroscientist here, he uses heroin, people. He's a 54-year-old Air Force veteran, a professor of psychology at Columbia University, motherfuckers. Yes, he is black, motherfuckers. And an unapologetic recreational user of heroin. Now, let me explain something to you. And, and most people are gonna be like, what? But this is why I love me, because I can see past the fucking veil. There are motherfuckers, like, 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 look at it like this, you guys. There are doctors right now who have been in the ER for three days straight. And I'm not saying all doctors, but hear what I'm saying. There are doctors, you guys, who have been up for 48 hours, 36 hours in the ER. Do you really think all of those doctors are uh, up on just pure uh, passion? Like, let's be real. Be real with yourself. And this is why I don't judge, because I'm not saying because they're doing whatever it is that's keeping them active to do their job and do it. And I would hope the best mindset um, that that's something negative. Uh, the doctor who probably performed surgery on you. If you had any surgery ever in your life, probably get out. Maybe they didn't get out that day, but this is why I tell people, stop judging people with this holier than thou mentality because you don't do something. You automatically look at whoever does that as they're beneath you, or they can't be a scholar, or they can't have a great profession, or they can't be a uh, smart individual right just simple they can't be smart because they use drugs we all use fucking drugs tylenol's a drug nigga yeah but going back to mr hart he states that i use heroin uh in part because it's really good at helping me to unwind to be more forgiven of other people to look at my own behavior and see where i need to modify in order to be a more responsible person, in order to be a better person. So I, again, believe that, you know, it's not what you do, it's how you do what you do. Um, I know many of people who are functional addicts, right? I have functional addicts within my family. I grew up with functional addicts um, that were my friends, family members, and you wouldn't know what a person did unless they fucking told you. If they didn't tell you, you'd be giving them all this praise for having all these accolades, degrees, positions, you know, a stature of, 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 of wealth or whatever it is that you looked highly, you looked at them highly as. If you didn't know what they did or if they didn't tell you what they did, it wouldn't have made you feel like, I knew it was something. No, you didn't know shit. It's the people who abuse what they're doing along with other variables like, you know, childhood trauma, depression, other mental illnesses combined with the substance in itself that I believe plays a factor in, you know, the destruction of themselves. But I would never blame drugs entirely um, on why a person is not successful. That's just my uh, theory or my take on it. Because I know a lot of people who are quite successful, 
quite successful, quite brilliant, if if, if I might act, if I might say so myself. My favorite, uh, <laughs> my favorite psychologist, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Sigmund Freud, Freud, yeah, um, who is like the father of psychology, right? Um, who actually is the person I did my paper on um, that I was telling you guys about earlier when I was in grad school. Um, actually, uh, was a advocate for cocaine use and, uh, pretty much did studies involving cocaine, um, using his girlfriend as a, uh, test study and himself, um, at times, but, uh, basically wrote, uh, dissertation, I believe, on cocaine and how it can be used if properly, you know, positively, you know, back then they, you know, it was used for what it was, anesthetic, uh, surgeries and for, uh, situations like even singers were using, uh, cocaine. It was, you know, it was legally able for you to get it in a liquid form, I believe, too to help you with your voice. There was various forms of usage by it, but I mentioned this only to say that that was the whole purpose and why I wrote my paper to show that just because that's that just because one person has a specific experience, specifically a negative experience with something doesn't mean that the totality of that situation is automatically negative. Um, teachers own no and no I'm not recommending people just go out there and use drugs to that, that that's not what Ko is saying Ko is saying that we need to be mindful on how we view people based on something we may not do and how we feel that because that individual does that it makes them lesser than who they are right uh his new book is a manifesto basically for legalizing all drugs um and letting responsible adults use the uh, drugs of their choosing. I'm actually in favor of that. Because you know what? People are going to do what the fuck they want to do anyway. Right? So, um, he, he refers to this enlightenment as him coming out of the, quote, chemical closet. And he says, the course of the drug war, the violence that attends the black markets, the creation of a prison industrial uh, complex... The destruction of minority neighborhoods, the perversion of justice, and more are just too great to bear. You know what I'm saying? So, more importantly, I like the fact that I'm, I'm definitely going to buy this book. Um, he touches bases on what I pretty much just said, the, the, the series of lies about substance abuse and the documents that the uh, majority of drug us users are aligned with and the theory that people who use drugs are no more likely to develop problems than drinkers and that's always been my issue too like we legalize alcoholic um alcoholic girl guys yeah okay it's me you guys you know you love me we <laughs> we legalize alcohol and look at the damage that does to your organs you know to your body overall it can, if you abuse alcohol, can break down your body. Um, so it's, it, it, I don't see the difference in anything else anybody does that is abused. You know, you eat too many fucking sweets, you can get diabetes. Anything done, folks, in excess is a fucking problem. That's point blank and simple. But we're not going to act like people do what they do and still... And they can't be, that's rather, yeah, like people do what they do and they can't maintain um, success or be just as brilliant as somebody who doesn't do that, right? So, um, I'm curious as to see, yeah, I'm really curious to read this book. I, you know, you guys, I'll keep you posted on it, but I think it's very, it's a very um, important topic that he opened up in the stigma of drug use. 
Um, I think it's something we do need to rid because if we're going to say this drug is bad, then fucking all drugs is bad. You know what I'm saying? All drugs is bad because look at um, white suburban areas now. You know, they are or were overdosing off of medication that was legal. Drugs is drugs. You know what I'm saying? Drugs is drugs. Uh, but um, moving forward from that, I think you guys should, you know, if you're interested in it, like I said, the book is called Drug Use for Grown Up. Quick, what? Chasing Liberty in the Land of Fear. Okay. And again, it is written by Carl. Heart, H-A-R-T. So shout out to you, Mr. Hart, for your honesty. And I certainly will be getting this book. Um, going forward, and forward we shall move. Okay, so on to the reason for why I'm even here in the first place today instead of coming around the 14th. So you guys all know what has transpired with Tessica Brown, right? And if you don't know by now who Tessica Brown is, let me jog your memory. Um, I'm quite certain you do, but just in case you don't, Tessica Brown is the young lady who just went viral uh, recently for uploading a video discussing the damage that was done to her hair by herself when it comes to a product she put on her head um, thinking it was a different product. So basically, this is how I saw it. Shorty came on a video post. I don't know if it was originally Twitter, uh, TikTok, whatever it was. Homegirl explains to the viewers, listeners, you know, people, that the hairstyle she currently had in her hair when she did the video was permanently like that. She has stressed, well, I wouldn't say stress. She stated to us that that style had been that way for 30 days. She hadn't washed her hair in a month, right? And that what had happened was she mistakenly used a product uh, that is known by the name of Gorilla Glue. So it's like some sort of like gel that women use to keep their hair slicked down and things of that sort. Uh, unfortunately, she states that she grabbed a bottle that had a similar nozzle like the one that she normally uses for her hair and she saw I guess the word gorilla glue or whatever that because of that um obvious mistake she's now in a situation that she currently is in and um she's looking for some help Young lady showed us the can that she bought instead of what she was looking, what it was that she was actually looking for. Um, and she has been trying to get help or asking for help to, you know, remedy the situation. Now here, this is where I said, I gotta talk about this shit, you guys. I gotta fucking talk about this shit. Right? You guys know I'm a paralegal. I'm looking at this from a legal stance. If it were me, like, past the bar lawyer type shit, if I were a lawyer. And yes, I'm, yes, please understand I am not, okay? But I have hopes to be one, all right? So, I'm looking at it like this. First of all, why the fuck did it take you 30 days to realize it was a fucking problem? I want to start right there because that's what she said, right? She said her hairstyle, when she addressed all of us in a live feed, you told us you hadn't been able to wash your hair for 30 days. So at what point did you realize this was a fucking problem? The 31st day, the day you came on video to tell us the story? After the first day, right? Because I'm, I'm trying to understand this bullshit. I really am. After the first day of you putting this 
gook in your hair and you woke up the second day, what did you think when your hair was still like perfect? Okay, how about the third day? It still didn't move. My nigga, fourth day, you hit it and itch or nothing. Like, I'm not understanding how you went a full month with your shit exactly like that. You never touching it, moving it, doing anything to it, and didn't think something was fucking wrong. That's number one. Number two, sue who for what? Nigga. The actual company of the Gorilla Glue that she's alleging should take liability for why her head currently looks the way it does the fuck out of here y'all need to take that shit to trial sue who for what bitch we not no disrespect we not paying for ignorance we not paying for a lack of common sense let me let me let me let me explain to you guys why i got so bothered by this story right because as women we know when you go into any store right a any beauty supply store fucking a supermarket their aisles are created for a reason you want to have in an aisle things that are similar to each other or in the same category yes oh okay so in what store i'd like to know did this woman purchase this glue right that's for household items if she stated she was looking for the actual hair product, Gorilla Glue. So I see where this is going. Somebody or shorty, in my opinion, told her after this dumbass shit was done, like, yo, say that you thought it was the other shit because the names are similar. Yeah, this is this is where the ignorance comes in. And I'm telling you it's ignorance because you failed to read the bottle. So that's the first ignorance, right? You didn't read. Everything has a warning. Everything. If nobody wanted you to read things, there would be nothing on the bottle for you to read, right? That protects the company, first and foremost. So um, the fact that I believe you're using the similarity in the names as a reason for why you believe your actions are a liability to that company is preposterous. When you go in any store and go looking for, and this is mainly for my females, my women right now. When you go in the store, look for hair products. When you turn around, do you see staples? Do you see staplers? Do you see glue or tape in that aisle? No, the fuck you don't. That shit that shorty put in her hair is in a hardware store. And even if it was in a neutral sort of store that sells every and any kind of product, it will never be in the same aisle as any hair product. You didn't look for the hair product, turned around and was like, oh, there it is, and picked up the fucking glue in the same aisle. No, you didn't. See, because if it was me as the lawyer, I need my investigators to figure out what time and date did this bitch purchase this item? When did she purchase? I need the cameras to show me how that transaction even happened when she purchased this item. Like, this story got too many loopholes. Too many. That's just my observation in it. I'm not buying it. And I'm saying, and it's a slippery slope. So what, we gonna now start suing companies because of the client or customer's failure to read? That's crazy. That opens up a, 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 a slippery, that's a slippery slope in law. That's not gonna happen. You're not going to, I mean, again, if it were me, go to trial, Gorilla Glue. Take that shit to trial, cause where in the fuck am I wrong? Why the fuck do I need to pay damages for something you did all on your own. All on your own. When you look at the Gorilla Glue can, my nigga, the shit says inside and outside. It has uh, pictures of like objects. Nothing to do with hair, my nigga. Like, can you read? Like, it's not adding up for why you think that glue company needs to pay you for damages. You got to eat that. That's an L on you. You let a month go by before you realize something was fucking wrong? We have pores in our skin. That fucking skin needs to breathe. So that's the top of your head, not breathing for 30 days. What, we're not even sure what kind of damage may be created internally in your brain and shit as a result of this. But you waited 30 days. It was that serious enough to come on video and show the world, but it wasn't serious enough that after give or take three or four days, you ain't go to the hospital. Yeah, y'all, I'm sorry, I'm, but not sorry. 
I don't feel it's unfortunate. I certainly do have empathy. Y'all know I'm an empath. So I do, my heart does go out to this young lady for the experience that she's having to encounter. But no, I do not see this as the liability falling upon the company of the product she used that she shouldn't have used. There's no reason I feel they should be at fault for that shit. You put Gorilla Glue in your hair. You chose not to read what you, I'm pretty certain, can do and look at what the fuck you was putting in your hair. That's like you taking a medication, right? And the medication clearly says on the side of it, do not take with another type of medication or don't take while drinking, right? And you take this medication and never look and read this shit and do exactly what they tell you not to do. Something bad happens and all of a sudden you wanna sue them. How the fuck are they at fault? You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, no, no you guys. I really hope that Gorilla Glue does not give in. Don't give no settlement. Yeah, I would, I, I would take this shit to trial because you're not going to have us pay you for your stupidity. That's not happening. It took you 30 days to get a cry for help, bitch. After three days and I couldn't feel my scalp when I scratched my fucking head, I wouldn't have had time to go on the internet. I'd have been in a motherfucking emergency room. Like this shit, this shit screams weird to me, you guys. I'm picking up weird energy and I just don't know. I don't want to say anything, so I'm going to just let it play out, but I already feel like I know what this is about. Again, if I were you, Gorilla Glue, yeah, we're going to take this to trial. Because, bitch, how the fuck is it my fault? Show me where, when you purchase this item, it was in a hair fucking aisle to make you confused to think that that's what, that you purchased something uh, that was a hair product. She's been through a lot. And, uh, um, again, I feel so bad that she's experiencing this, but this is one of those, you know, hard lessons to learn. You know, sorry, but, you know, this is, like how far into vanity, when vanity goes wrong. That's all I keep hearing. Like when looking cute goes wrong or when you doing too much, like, see, see, this is why bitches team natural. We ain't got to worry about putting nothing in our hair for nothing. Bitch, I'm locked up. I got locks, get up and go type shit. But again, I would implore all my listeners <laughs> to read if you do know how to do that. And don't think because you skipped that step in reading something and then some type of consequences erupts as a failure for as a failure of you doing such reading that is that you can just go go around thinking you're going to get money from somebody because of your stupidity. My nigga, you're not a child. You understand? So again, let me know what y'all think about this situation. I've read a lot of comments on on the tweeter, uh, the tweeter, the Twitter, you hear me tweeter, because I was going to say tweet originally, but yeah, on the Twitter accounts regarding this, and most people are saying pretty much what I'm saying, like, mm-mm, 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 so yeah, that's really the main reason for why I got on here today, because I was just like, no, I was with Heavenly last night, like, no, this is some bullshit, you know what I'm saying, there's so many ways where this is fucked, but it shouldn't be the company's for why you are currently experiencing this pain and suffering. You dig? But um, that's just my opinion. I'm going to be a fucking uh, kick-ass attorney when I become one. Uh, Yeah, but on that note, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, you know, I love you and I always appreciate you coming to see me. And um, yeah, I'll be back really, really soon. So... Love you guys and stay safe. Put friends over business. This is the offering. Fuck.
saying they may hold. May hold say, okay, so make another hold. Niggas wasn't playing they day roll. So we parted ways like Ben and J Lo. Should have been did it, but I've been in the days though. I put friends over business into the day though. But when friends, business inches as they glow. Ain't nothing left to say though. I guess we forgot what we came for. Should have stayed in food and beverage. Too much flossing, too much saying Rothstein. I ain't a bitch, but I got it divorced them. Hope had to get the shower shit up off him. And I ain't even wanted to be famous. Niggas is brainless to unnecessarily go through these changes. And I don't even know how I came to this except that famous. The worst drug known to man is stronger than heroin. When you could look in the mirror like, there I am. And still not see what you become. I know I'm guilty of it too, but not like them. You lost one. Let go to get one. She does me, and honestly, at 23, I would probably love my work more than I did she. So we ain't we, it's me and her. Cause what she prefers over me is work, and that's where we defer. So I have to give her free time, even if it hurts. So free money is deserved. You've been put on this earth to be all you can be, like the reserves. And me, my time and it's on me, it serves. So I have to allow she, her time to serve. The time's now for her, a time she'll mature, and maybe we can be we again like we were, finally, my time's too short to share, and I ask her now, it ain't fair, so yeah, she lost one, one, one let go to one, get one, one, one lose one, some oh, yeah, wins, she lost I'm sorry I'm a champion, sorry I'm a champion, you lost one, my died in the car I bought, so one of the belief is partly my fault, my eyes and squeeze, try to block that thought Place any burden on me, please, not that long But time don't go back, it goes forward Can't run from the pain, go towards it So things can't be explained, what caused it Such a beautiful soul, so pure shit Gonna see you again, I'm sure of it To that time, little man, I'm nauseous Your girlfriend's pregnant, the Lord's gift Almost lost my faith, that was started it's like having your life restarted Can't wait for your child's life to be a part of it So now I'm childlike waiting for a gift To return when I lost you, I lost it Once, let go to get one Lose some wins, Come on, you guys. It's fucking Hove. You know I love Hove. Big old fan. You already. <laughs> Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. <laughs>